That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Force Radio, the Batman and DC podcast with no limits. This week, we are joined by Bat Force Tom in California. What's up, guys? Grandpa Batman in Texas. Howdy. I'm Robin Cross in Canada. And this week's guest is one of the most recognizable illustrators of the past two decades and a consistent fan favorite known for his comics work on books like The Black Mirror and The Batman Who Laughs, as well as some of the most iconic covers at DC Comics. Judge Dredd at 2000 AD, co-creator of The Losers at Vertigo and Witches at Image, concept design work on films like Dredd and Star Wars The Last Jedi, and a long line of sold-out movie posters created for Mondo. This December, he will return to writing on a three-issue miniseries for DC Black Label titled Batman One Dark Knight, which he will also be illustrating, and joining us today to most likely endure our prodding for information, the man called Jock. Hey, thanks for having me on. Wow, listening to that introduction, I always get a bit surprised when I hear what I've what I've actually done. Yeah, uh, well, and I couldn't even list it. Like, I, I could have listed everything, but I figure after like 20 minutes, you're probably going to get bored of that. <laughs> thank, so, you thank you so nice much for, for being here. How have you been? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, um, we're just, you know, just chatting before we, we've come on. Um, you know, lockdown's been tough over here in the UK, but, but we're kind of you know, coming out of it a little bit more now. But actually, um, my day-to-day hasn't changed that much you know because um I, I i've just been in my studio thankfully still busy still working so um uh yeah i've had a pretty busy week i've been thinking a bunch of pages um but yeah it's all, all good thank you yeah this was a big announcement to come out and obviously everyone's super excited to to see you on a new batman project uh so obviously we want to talk about as much as you're able to about one dark night but I'd like to rewind first and go through your own origin story, uh, if you're into that. Uh, sure. I just wanted to, to touch on like what was your first inspiration that drew you to art, and what was the path that led you from there into it becoming your profession? Uh, well, I've, for as long as I can remember, I've, I've always loved drawing, um, so I don't know where, you know, I can't really pinpoint particularly... Uh, you know, where that came from, even, you know, just as, uh, as long as I can remember, you know, there's been c- certain little moments for sure that kind of made me kind of feel particularly inspired and kind of realised that I remember there was a, there's a, um, uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, there was like a magazine over here called Lookin, which was like a kind of TV pop culture magazine, but it had um, like comic strips in it and it had like painted covers um by some amazing people and like movie poster painters and stuff. And I remember seeing like a cover of that when I was about 
kind of eight or nine in a newsagent's and my little little brain making the connection that someone had uh, had, had drawn the cover and it was it looked you know incredible to me and, and, and it, it was like magic like how do you you know make something look so sort of you know realistic or so sort of evocative or whatever and but they've drawn it so so that that, that was definitely a moment but really the big one which has led me to where I am now is uh, discovering 2000 AD, the comic over here in the UK. I came to it quite late. I was about 14, I think, before I actually saw it. Um, but the minute I discovered 2000 AD, I became uh, an instant fan of it and I couldn't get enough of it. And from that moment on, I wanted to draw comics. And that worked pretty well. What was your avenue into uh making your way there like did did you go through art schooling all that kind of thing or uh so yeah well i tried to but i was rejected from every art, art college that i, that I am geniuses I making decisions there <laughs> <laughs> i have uh, yeah no I, I i did i did one year um what's called like a foundation course where you kind of do a little bit of graphic design a little bit of illustration a little bit of fine art you know to sort of find out what you're going to specialize in and then you apply for a degree course uh, I'm not sure what the equivalent is over in the states, but yeah, basically, you know, like a like a a, a degree for qualification, and yeah, I, I, I couldn't get in anywhere. I was rejected from everywhere. I, I think they could, I think they could smell the comics on me, actually, and and and, and that was really that was really frowned upon uh, back then. You know, um, it certainly wasn't considered an art form, and the college was constantly trying to stop me, kind of, uh, you know. Uh, uh, doing stuff that looked even slightly even though at the time comics wise i was kind of more into dave mckean or kemp williams wilson kevich you know you know the more painterly stuff so that there was a crossover with i think the fine art world but it was just not it was a no-go and so so i i was i was rejected um and then i moved down here where i still live in totnes in the southwest of england and just tried to build my portfolio um and I used to go, so this is before before the internet, so I used to go to conventions each year over here in the UK with a little portfolio un, under my arm and get rejected and then go back again the following year. And they'd sort of, uh, they, they'd remember my name, Jock, but, but they'd go, oh yeah, I remember you, but then then I get rejected again. <laughs> and and that went on for seven years, I think. Um, uh, so I was very, very poor for seven years. Um, and then I got my first break meeting Andy Diggle at 2000 AD. Um, essentially, um, and uh, touch wood, I've never been out of work since. So it was kind of from 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 nothing to 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 a constant flow of stuff. And you know the you know joking aside, would like the, the the stuff you mentioned at the beginning. It's it's I'm constantly uh, uh, you know very grateful for the stuff that I've been able to work on. And um, you know, in, in lots of ways, One Dark Night for me is 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 sort of absolutely the you know, the biggest thing I've done, you know, because, because it's all me. Um, so I'm massively excited. It was amazing seeing the response from people, you know, when it was announced, um, it's just put, put the wind in my sails to, to try and make it, you know, I'm already putting everything I've got into it, to be honest, but it's, but it's made me even more uh, excited about making it as, as, as amazing as I can. Wow. Yeah. There is definitely like uh, we, we noticed that too. I think um, at least within our ranks of our uh, little nerdy group, you're definitely, uh, a huge um, favorite. So when we had oh, heard that, yeah. So when, when we had heard that this was going to be all you, and we saw the cover and the press release, we were like, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing!" <laughs> um, you you mentioned seven years of rejection, seven years of trying to grind it out. How do you mentally 
how do you mentally persevere through seven years of that's a long time, you know, of, of rejection. How do you keep yourself going and stay motivated and tell yourself like, this is going to work someday? Yeah. I mean, we, we also had a, a, a first child in that seven years. So we were, I had a young baby and still no work. And I had, I had a couple of bits of pieces. Like I did sort of like a few magic cards, you know, for Wizards of the Coast and mm. stuff. Very, very sporadic. And I really should have got a proper job, you know, once, 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 <laughs> uh, well, once our, our son was born. Um, but the, I mean, the truth is, and uh, it's a slightly sort of, uh, you know, is it a whimsical answer? I don't know. Not really, but it, it, the truth is, is I just felt like I could do it. Like I felt like I could do it. So like, you know, this, my, my gut feeling, I, you know, of course, if it hadn't have worked out, you know, that would, that would have, that would have meant nothing. It's all very well me saying that now, you know, but actually if it hadn't worked out, that meant that I was extremely naive, you know, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, selfish trying to kind of follow the thing that I wanted to do when I should, should have arguably, you know, uh, in the very early years, you know, got a more regular job, you know, in inverted commas, you know, and, and supported my family and everything, but, but I still stuck at it and I felt like I can do it. So um, it, it was that really, to be honest. Also, just just the 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 love of doing it i i i, I didn't really care about the money side or, make, or the career side as such i just wanted to be able to get in a position where we could be okay and i can we can get by and i and i get to draw that's that's that was my motivation really um so uh you know so so when opportunities came along i i you know i definitely kind of grabbed them with both hands and tried to make the most of it. Meeting Andy Diggle, for example, you know, I remember at the time he said, you know, uh, your work's good, but, but but it's not quite right for 2008. And by this point, I think that was actually after seven years and I kind of pushed him, pushed back a bit. And I said, well, you know, what, what do you want me to do? Like, should I, should I do a, another sample script? Should I change, you know, you know what I mean? I was kind of, I was trying to hustle a, a little bit by that point because, because it had got so long and I, you know, I needed to make it work. Um, but yeah, it would. Yeah, it was just that. To be honest, just I sort of felt, I felt that it was what I really wanted to do, and and that was motivation enough. Wow! Did well, you pick up you... any like commercial work during that time, or was it? Just you know, no, not really. Like I say, my first yeah. work was for Wizards <clears throat> of the Coast. I, I met yeah. one of the art directors over here at a comic convention. I think in '95, and my first comics work was kind of. Uh, 99 2000 so um yeah. i had a few years of just just little bits and pieces i did a lot of battle tech cards Do you remember battle tech you know I did, I did tons of battle tech cards like 30 or something like that but it was still but it was button you know nowhere near a kind of right you know a regular you know a, a sort of full-time profession but even though i was still in my, in my little kind of well it wasn't it wasn't a studio it was a corner of our bedroom at the time you know kind of every day trying to trying to do more stuff you know it's cool now that uh, you've come to the point where now you can be the motivation for people because I'm sure there are people listening who are aspiring illustrators or writers who have been getting rejected. And now they can hear you say, yeah, I got rejected for seven years and you yeah. can help them keep going. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I hope so. It's, um, uh, yeah, you know, um, I think persistence is is just as important as you know as 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 talent. To be, to be honest, um, for 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 that, for that kind of time, you know, when when that kind of when, when you're in that kind of situation, you know, and you just keep going and you just keep, you know, because the thing with this job as well is is you, you, 
you're so constantly I, I, I believe you know you, you you're never as good as you want to be so you're constantly improving at least even if it's little things to, to yourself you know um you're constantly trying to improve you on, on what you're doing constantly trying to make things better so um it's kind of having a bit of faith that that kind of time that you put in and the kind of you know the the hours that you spend you know will pay off i guess you know now when when i see your work it it literally stands out from any other artwork that I see. I mean, when I see your work, I like, I know that's jock and artists like yourself, you see the world in a different way than, you know, us readers in a way. And I, and I always wonder how you develop that style or is it just something subconsciously that's what you see and that's what you just put on paper. Yeah, the, the, essentially the second one, you know, is, is there's nothing really designed about it. It's just the only the only designed decision that I make was that what I made was uh, when I when I first got my job, first job at 2000 AD, um, I sent in like a painting of Dread, uh, of Judge Dread, and, and Andy Diggle phoned me and he said, uh, can we use that that painting for, for as a cover? And I was like, wow, yeah, of course. And, and, and he said, and can you draw... 12 pages of black and white just read it in a month and I just said yes but I hadn't actually drawn any black and white <laughs> at that point for a long time I, I tended to paint paint what uh, uh, my work um so the only, only decision I made was to use uh, a lot of black like that was the only sort of like you know stylistic choice I guess you know early on mm-hmm. but it, everything else is just you know um uh, just uh, I you know I don't really like using the word organic but it's just it's just grown grown naturally really I think you know also I've been very lucky that um you know first working with Will, Will Dennis at Vertigo on the losers uh, I had a you know a, a very free reign to um to to essentially do it the way that I wanted to do it really you know if mm. if um perhaps if I was on a superhero book I, and, and when you're starting out the temptation is to sort of look at other work and wonder if you should be doing it more like this guy or, or you really like another guy and think what well, does that is, does that suit you know this this kind of book better and and you know sometimes it does you know it might but I've been very lucky that um I've, I've been able to follow my own ideas I guess you know and, and mm-hmm. as, as well when I got the job doing the covers for the losers too like I, I really sort of you know try to go to town on those and just do my own thing and you know again that could have gone very wrong I guess you know it could have gone south you know you're kind of taking a chance doing that but luckily people seem to respond to it. You know, I think that's hopefully, you know, as an artist, it's your job to kind of put your heart into what you do. And, 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 you know, I think that's what readers see, you know, they can, they can tell, you know, when someone's heart is, is in it. And um, that's always been my kind of goal. And, and, and I sort of, you know, sort of believe that that's kind of what we should, what, what, what we should all do really. And, and that's what leads to good work and, and, and all the best people have that unique kind of, to me, have have that kind of unique uh, look about them, where you go, oh, that's Mignola, you know, that's Bilsenkevich, you know, you, you do just know. And um, I, I I don't have any. It's it's lovely to hear you say that because I I don't I don't sense that about my own stuff. I just try and draw the way that I draw. But mm-hmm. it's really lovely to hear that 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 people do respond to it in that way. Yeah, not just uh, not just comic readers, but other comic artists and uh, some of your peers. Um, something that I remember is I was getting a commission done by Chris Burnham at a convention and I had, you know, I was at his booth talking to him and I had in my arm tucked um, 
I, I think you did like a sketch or you were doing something at like the 2000 AD booth or oh, yeah. somebody had like uh, a sketch of yours. And so, you know, I'm talking to him and he looks and he goes, can I see that? And yeah. So I show it to him and he goes, and he looks at it and he's just quiet and he goes, fucking chalk. <laughs> like he just like, he was like, God damn, he's so good. And then he goes, and he goes, how long did it take him? How long did it take him to do that? And I was like, oh man, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes tops. And he was just like, man, like he just couldn't, he was beside himself. And so, yeah, it's, 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 I love seeing that. I love seeing when other creators uh, are gushing over, you know, the work of their peers and uh, he was looking at your stuff and he just like loved the way it looked. And he was like taken aback by it because I think Chris uh, Burnham loves to spend, like he, he goes over everything like meticulously and he spends a lot of time. And uh, I think he's very critical of himself. Like a lot of, a lot of artists can be. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think at the time he was, he was uh, trying to get himself to do a little bit faster for the convention scene to, to like, you know, get out sketches real quick for fans and he sees one of yours and he was just like, man. So yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely oh, universal. Oh. You've got a certain style that it catches the eye for sure. Oh, thanks man. And thank you, Chris. I, I, I love, <laughs> love Chris. He's, he's stuff so good. And yeah, it's, you know, again, you know, we are stylistically very different, I guess, but there's a, there's a, um, you know, th- th- those guys that just have their own unique take is, is, um, is I think one of the real you know, special things about comics that it, that it lets you, have those voices within it you know it's it's um it's uh really rewarding to see yeah do you have any um specific influences that you you can remember off the top of your head or or you know uh so saw their stuff and was like i think i can do something like this or this this kind of gravitates into your work a little bit yeah so i mean early on when i was very young 2008 was was the thing you know, Steve Dillon was probably my favorite back back then, you know. Um, uh, and then I got, as I got a little bit older, I started, I think, that, you know, kind of meltdown came out with Ken Williams and John J. Moo. Then it was kind of like, you know, holy shit, look at this. You can do comics like this. And, you know, and, and I was getting a bit older and, and it felt like a more uh, mature approach, which is, a, which is a mistake, by the way. There's, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing more mature about a, a painterly comic than a than a well drawn black and white comic. But still, you know, at the time that, that I kind of responded more to that stuff. Um, then later on, uh, when I when I didn't get into art college, and I sort of, uh, you know, thought, okay, I'm going to try and make a go of comics specifically. Um, you know, I went into a comic shop and I picked up. Uh, Thing of that kid eternity with Sean Phillips and Enigma by Duncan Fogredo, um, who, who uh, you know, th- th- those two guys seem to me to have a nice blend of uh, drawing very, very well, uh, had a great design sense, and also had a kind of more of a unique style, I guess, more of a unique take, quite a lot of black again, in- interestingly. Um, so, uh, and in fact, the funny story when I'm um, uh, when I did my first dread story, um. You know John McRae, the artist, uh, mm-hmm. did Hitman with Garth Ennis. Um, yeah. He, uh, oh, yeah. when my first dread was printed, he legitimately thought that it was Duncan and Sean working mm-hmm. under a pseudonym, and it was the two of them working together. Mm-hmm. So, um, so probably very early on, you could see my Sean and Duncan influences more. Um, when I when I discovered Hellboy Mignola, I thought he, his cartooning was wonderful. The the the, the, the you know, how it's so deceptively simple, but it's describing so, so much. You know, I think he does that as, you know, maybe better than anyone. Um, so, uh, yeah, but, you know, as, as time's gone on, I've just sort of 
started you know when you're younger i think it's easy to kind of look at other people and think oh you know i'd love to love to love to be able to love to be able to do that you know and then you kind of like you're uh, influenced by it maybe but now as as time's gone on i just try and um, follow my own ideas i guess you know my own kind of uh, things but there's i mean there's you know saying that there's um, constantly influenced by everyone My, my wall i've got lots of mood boards up along my studio wall for my batman story and you know there's tons of neil adams and bernie wrightson the old 70s stuff up there there's uh you know, from cult bernie wrightson there's all yeah uh yeah all sorts yeah all sorts now you are the influence <laughs> what can go wrong <laughs> <laughs> now as far as uh you know we're obviously uh a very uh batman area focused uh kind of uh kind of thing so as far as the the batman stuff that you're really known for the dc stuff in general that you're you're most known for is uh, your work with scott you know you guys have done mm-hmm. quite a few things together on on the batman stuff now uh black sure. mirror uh you did uh, the batman you laughs etc now if i remember correctly you had already done an arc on detective before scott came on uh how did you end up working on black mirror with him because that just really gave uh was the beginning of your notoriety for batman in particular yeah i mean that that book you know um you know at, 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 at the time um the losers movie had just come out and um me and andy diggle had another creator own story called snapshot that we were keen to get to um so i wasn't necessarily looking to do a, a, a company book in i think it was yeah 2010 that would have been um but i got a random phone call on a friday night and it was scott and i'd, I'd heard of him like I, I knew uh you know i think american vampire had just come out of vertigo mm-hmm. um but he just called me out of the blue and uh, asked me about doing this this batman story with him um and uh i just had a really good feeling about him is is basically uh, i you know i, I uh I just, you know, again, that, that, that gut thing that I was talking about earlier, I just, yeah. I just had a really good feeling to, talking to him. And then when he mentioned that it was about James Jr., you know, the baby from Batman Year One, I was just like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of genius. Like, why, is, why has that not been done yet? Did he send and you the, a 500-page script? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not, okay. not at that point. Okay. Um, and then it, uh, uh, it was... Uh, uh, Scott's told this story a few times. It was San Diego Comic-Con, like a... Uh, maybe the week after and we arranged to meet um one afternoon and went up to the field which is this irish pub that, that, that i like and um we had a few pints in the afternoon where, where, and, and and where you know where he sort of said she told me what was going on in the story and um you know i was i was just totally sold and, and i was in and you know and thank god i was because that that book was was uh you know was um it still seems to be on the shelves people still seem to bring it up and mention it a, a lot it's just one of those uh you know it's funny when, when you're doing it at the time you don't necessarily you know think you know you you, you can't design to have longevity do you know what i mean you yeah. you just you just you just do something as well as you can do it and some things take and some things don't um but but i will say like working on that book it was a real it was a really sort of uh it was a really special time to be honest like everyone shared everything with everyone else so francesco 
all the editors, all the script, everything was constantly doing the rounds between the whole the whole team, and that doesn't always happen. Um, so yeah, it was a really we had a really good time working on it, and, and and it felt good. But but I don't think any of us had any idea where it would lead and kind of what it's you know gone on to to still be you know like an evergreen book now. Yeah, and one one of the craziest things is it led to that cover art you did for issue eight eighty. That oh, yeah. is just it, it's on t-shirts, phone cases, skateboards, uh, underwear. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. on, it, it's <laughs> so incredibly that because of that cover, that issue is worth ridiculous money still today. I can't find one. I, I, yeah. I literally can't find one. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I threw away like 30 copies of it. <laughs> I, I saw you tweet that before and Jesus people were just crying Christ. in their replies. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Unbelievable. God. Yeah, that, that that's that's going to be uh, sort of printed on my gravestone. I think that cover. <laughs> that's that's probably you know, but yeah, no, you know, joking aside, like the, the like you mentioned, the comics is is, is worth uh, you know essentially hundreds of dollars now. Yeah, and, and it's um, you know, it's not a relaunch. It's not a number one. It's not a. It's it's just a random cover, and it's only worth that because of the art, which is you know that's the thing that really gets me. That's the I think that's really amazing um and 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 you know at the time i didn't think it was i thought it was all right but but i did i, I didn't think there was anything particularly you know <laughs> particularly good about it in fact i sent it to my friend lee garbett um uh uh and i was so close to finishing it and i was i was suddenly i was getting a bit ner- i was i said so to lee like is this a bit boring like it's just his head you know should i kind of crop in you know make it a bit more interesting sometimes when you know, sometimes with a cover or a cover design if if something uh you know you you, you don't want the, the subjects just to be sort of sat there on the cover you want it to feel interesting and hopefully dynamic or whatever it is you're going for obviously changes but i, I was concerned that it was the, 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 that it was uh, just his head and um and i said to lee you know should i crop this in or something like you know tight lose an eye or you know tighten up you know touch the angle and he just said no no leave it it, it, it looks great and then I sent it to Mike Martz, my editor, and I said, you know, what do you think of this? And he said, like, the greatest cover I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. And that, then I put it up on Twitter, and this was in 2010, so, like, it wasn't what it is today. And I just had just, you know, my mentions were just, like, constant, for like, hours from, you know, so many peers and people that I, you know, admired. It was, uh, you know, yeah, I, I literally just was clueless. I had no idea. And, and, and I feel like I've created a bit of a monster because... The amount of tattoos, full back tattoos, <laughs> be- beach towels, kids blankets, like, you know, it, 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 it you know, ho- hopefully it looks good on a comic cover, but I don't necessarily want you to wrap your baby in, in that artwork, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, uh, you know. What's funny is, so uh, I always think of this, we had uh, Clay Mann on one day and he was talking about how, oh, uh, yeah, he's awesome. And he was talking about the the memories that you get tied up in any particular piece that you're working on whether it's a page or a cover whatever it is when you look at it you can remember what you were doing at that yeah. time in your life so it's funny that you can see you know some some guy at a con lifts up his shirt and shows you his back and you think oh yeah <laughs> that's what i was doing that day yeah there's uh there's been a lot of tattoos yeah <laughs> and, and, uh, and and which you know which is it's like for me that's the highest compliment and you know and, and anyone could, could give you you know if they want your art uh, on, on on their body it's amazing but yeah like a, like full back tattoos of, of that thing i mean it's quite a sight to behold wow uh <laughs> speaking of the work with scott we we were 
we were on with Scott one day, and uh, I think this is probably around the time uh, of All Star Batman that you guys were doing. And he was telling us how you revealed uh, your Star Wars gig to him because you guys were planning to work on the sequel series to Witches. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that you had texted him or called him and said, yeah, but how would you feel about putting this off? I, I, I got uh, another job offer. And he said, oh, what's the job? And he said, you sent him this picture of that you had just, you know, just, you know, some your first concept work of Luke in a robe and everything. And you said, you take that fucking job. But what's what's <laughs> yeah. it like to get that kind of off? Like, hey, do you want, we need someone to do concept work for a new Star Wars movie. We want you to do it. What What is that feeling? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was sort of my last tick on, on, on the bucket list of stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, yeah, I've been very lucky. You know, when I was growing up, 2018, Judge Dredd was my favorite character, and that was my first comics work. And you know, Batman's a favorite. I've got to work on Batman. You know, I've, 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 I've done, I've done. You know, I've ticked a lot of my boxes. You know, when people say, "What would you like to work on?" And my honest answer is generally kind of like, you know, I've kind of, you know, done done them all really. Um, but uh, I can't deny that having, having done a little bit of concept work for other other films, you know, when I heard they were making a new Star Wars movie, I was a bit like man i'd love to get the call for that you know but i didn't you know for episode seven but then um uh yeah i mean it was you know what i mean what can you say it was amazing you know episode seven hadn't hadn't come out by that point you know and um i'm sure people's opinions on on the new trilogy vary so 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 we 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 won't go into that but 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 at the time you know um uh, 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 my first week up at Pinewood Studios, you know, so I'm working up up uh, on 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 the lot. Um, I had no idea what 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 you know what to expect, um, what sort of environment it was going to be. Anything, you know, I tend to work. Well, I've done just about all my work here from my studio. Um, and uh, yeah, like you know, the, the fir- first week I started, you know, it, it, it was just me. There was four. Uh, cost- I was doing costume design. There was four uh, costume uh, concept artists in the end, but but it was only me for a couple of weeks. So you know, you can imagine, you know, I'm driving up by myself, not sure what to expect. You know, going to Pinewood Studios, this you know amazing place steeped in Mike, in history. You got, you got to physically go to the studio to work. That's that. That's where I worked. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well, when I used to uh, go to the bathroom, I had to walk past the full-size Millennium Falcon that they were building. <laughs> <laughs> Holy wow. shit! <laughs> it was crazy. It was absolutely surreal and crazy and amazing. You know, it was it was so uh, you know, but also you know, it's, it, there's a you know, you feel a pressure because suddenly it's like, oh, I've I've this, I I guess this is my time. That now it's up to me to do it. You know, so there's kind of pressure there. But it was incredible. But yeah, but I was just saying you know, that, that that first day I went up, I got got set up, and the Michael Kaplan, the costume designer, said, "You know, are you ready?" And I said, "Yeah." And he put down a bunch of kind of printouts and stuff that he'd been gathering together, and he said, "This this is your first job," and it was Luke Skywalker. And it's just like that—that that was the moment. You know, to answer your question, that was the moment. I was—I was—I was just like, "Holy shit!" You know, what, like, how, how has this happened? You know, um, uh, and then you can't talk to anybody about it. That's yeah, no, really. How does yeah, like, how is like, that when you've got an NDA and you can't talk about it for a year or yeah. two? 
Yeah, and, and, and Scott, bless him, um, uh, I didn't actually send him an image because we weren't even allowed to email the images, let alone send them by text message to mates. So, mm. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, you didn't uh, send him I, anything. I, I don't I don't know. No. We're talking. I didn't hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was but, I um, talking about? I made that up. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and yeah, and I was there for nine months. Uh, I did three days a week up at Pinewood and then I'd come back home and I think I did, I was doing a Batman story with Scott uh, at the time, issue 44, Um so I was trying to balance the, the two things. Um, but yeah, it was incredible. And, and you know, um, lots of my stuff made it onto the screen, which is an amazing you know, feeling. I've got, I've got hot toys of some of the characters that I designed up, up, up on my shelf. You know, Luke's up there. And, um, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was amazing. It's, uh, th- th- there's not really much more I can say about it. It was, mm. you know, it, it, it wasn't without its challenges because it was a, you know, it was a big thing to do. But, but you know how it is, you know, when time goes by, you tend to forget the, the, the the, the harder times, I guess, and you and you just remember the, the take the takeaway. You tend to remember the positives, and of course, you know, I'm, it was, I was I'm just very uh, feel very lucky to have had a part in it all. And that's when any... you email or call the art colleges that rejected you and say, <laughs> oh, yeah. "How's them apples?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check I'm this, Star Wars. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> is what is what is something that uh, from that time that you know that we could easily pick out, oh yeah, Jock designed that, that's his, it's on the screen. Like, what would you say is the coolest thing that you see on screen that you're like, yeah, it's mine? Yeah, uh, that's easy, but but I'll, 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 I'll give you one other answer first, which is my personal favorite thing, which is just a small thing. But, you know, um, when, uh, you know, you tend, you know, I, I think when you look at your own stuff, you know, you, you probably see it differently to, to other people and, and, and little things that you like. Some people might go, why on earth do you like that? But, um, there's a at the beginning of the Last Jedi when the there's a, a fleet of rebel bombers come along, so we had to design a design a new kind of flight suit and helmet for the for the rebel bombers, and and that helmet that they wear is 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 mine, and and um that's that's the favorite my favorite thing that I designed, but the um the, they give you, know, you one? The, no come on <laughs> <you kidding? laughs> no, no chance oh, oh, <laughs> man. Uh, um but uh yeah you know a couple of things like layers big collar you know the uh, that, that, oh. that from my drawing um but the, but the, the big one was um uh, luke, luke skywalker at the end his force projection his black costume oh. um so you know lots and lots of the job is obviously very um directed by michael the the, the costume designer you know you do a ton of stuff and he says yes no and change this and, da, da, da. and like you know I, I i was the concept artist for luke's gear while he's while he's on the island for example but the truth is um when they started building it you know michael then looks at it with it with his eye and chain you know and, and, and it's quite different to my original drawings but um for the for the for the costume at the end, when it's uh, he was they they weren't sure whether to use his uh, Jedi robes or, or whether to go for something new. Um, and at that point, it was one of the last things I did. So I've been there for you know six seven months maybe, and I just said, oh, can I try something? You know, I, I just there was you know I feel like those Jedi robes are a little bit cumbersome, and and I, and I felt for the ending, he clearly needed to be kind of like you know. Uh, sort of ready for business you know he was he was and, and uh, I always like the way that he looked in which had a Jedi when he's a little more fitted and a bit more kind of sharper I guess so um uh yeah so so that black costume uh, I, I sort of I did maybe five drawings with different lengths of, of of cape and various cuts you know but it was only about five or six and they just sort of said yeah we like that and and that most most characters as well had maybe 
you know 40 drawings like 50 but for that one yeah. um and and, and, and I, I didn't know whether it was going to be in the movie until i was sat in the theater watching it and luke walks in and he and he's wearing that costume wow. so, so so for me that that's that's the big one because essentially like i it, you know instead of being told we need this 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 i said can i try can i try something and and and, and it got through and it's his force projection which is like that's like the ideal luke skywalker isn't it i'm sure that's what his force projection would be so yeah. that, that, that that that's that's probably the one that i'd point at and go that's i'm massively proud that that, that, that i got to do that i think batman and, uh, batman and luke skywalker is, is top of the line as it gets <laughs> Yeah, with how this. with how known for Joker you are, and f- also for Luke now, uh, that's uh, an odd connection to uh, to Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, when I met him, uh, I, I, I told him that I'd worked on Last Jedi, um, but um, I should have shown him that Joker cover, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, let's get to the now. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the big recent announcement was uh, Batman One Dark Knight. So you finally writing and illustrating your own Batman miniseries on DC Black Label so you can do whatever the hell you want. It doesn't have to fit in continuity. Uh, what are we uh, expecting here? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about it. It's, it's you know, similarly to the to to star wars it's kind of like you know who who, who gets to do this you know i'm I'm, yeah. I'm i'm i feel i feel uh very lucky and i'm really um you know i'm so happy that the the, the announcement went as well as it did and people seem to to like the idea of it I, I got a few guys saying like another batman book but um but uh you know even, even those guys seem to say but you know what if, if you if you're doing it then i'm gonna buy it and that that was absolutely yeah you know, thank you who, who you know whoever said that because it was uh um, means a lot, but um, yeah. So, uh, Batman One Dark Knight is so I, I, I sort of I kind of actually. So let's rewind. It, it came about by um, by um, uh, having a drink with Mark Doyle, who was the Batman a, a group editor a, a few years ago. But I've known Mark since he started at DC under Will Dennis. So I've known him the whole time. He's a friend, and we met um, uh, for a drink at a Chicago Con, maybe. I want to say four or five years ago um on the first night he just texted and said what are you doing I said actually I've just just got in so he said you fancy a drink so so it was just me and him sat at the bar and um he sort of said you know what what would you what would you just kind of like like to do and I said you know what I'd love to write and draw a Batman book and he and he went approved (laughs) 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 you know and and obviously you know there's you know uh, I've, I've had to put in treatments and pictures and get them up you know but you know he was jo- joking but he kind of wasn't joking you know so it's like oh wow maybe maybe i could do this so um, and that, that that could have been anything when he just approved it it could have been a story of batman being rejected from art college for seven years <laughs> exactly exactly um but yeah so uh but, and then i met him a few years later at new york and, and went for a walk around a few blocks around the convention center and chatted about you know what the possibilities of of, of what it could be um and uh, you know, my, my 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 basic premise, my basic idea was, uh, I, I, I really like stories that are just kind of like, you know, um, a, night, a night in the life. You know, kind of maybe this is just like a a random Tuesday night for Batman, but but we get to follow what a Tuesday looks like for Batman, and and it's not a regular night for for, for anyone else, kind of thing. So so that's kind of where it started, but it was a little bit vague. And I remember walking around with Mark, and I said goodbye to him, and I was a little bit annoyed with myself that I hadn't given him more of a kind of solid 
idea, I guess. And um, and I was over there with my friend Lee Garbit again. And I got chatting with Lee, and 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 it was actually Lee that 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 mentioned the blackout idea. And I was like, oh man, that's it. You know, that that's that's the thing. It can it can, it can be like a, a regular night, but a blackout hits, and then suddenly, you know, that there's drama. So so the basic premise is essentially you know, to, to strip Batman away of all his, of all his gadgets, all his support network, I guess, for, um, you know, um, and drop him in the, in, in the middle of Gotham, uh, you know, needing to get from point A to point B with, with hordes of gangs, you know, uh, 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 homing in on him the whole time, you know, somewhere between some like 16 blocks and maybe the Warriors, you know, the old 70s New York movie, right. um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, you know, because, because I haven't written it a whole lot, I just wanted to tell a fairly, like, I wanted to hang it on a quite simple little premise like that, you know, and, and um, when, when we were talking about, about the blackout idea, that just seemed to fit. And so, 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 so that's, that's what I ran with. And, uh, you know, but it's 140 pages. So, so a lot more happens, you know, it's not quite mm. as simple as that, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's one night in the life, but it's a night that goes, uh, that, 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 that goes pretty wrong. I, I, I still wanted to get Batman like, you know, by the end, he's so, he's, he's so kind of like done. He's having to like, you know, tear off bits of his cape to wrap uh, like a makeshift cowl around his head, you know, so he's like, he's so sort of like battered and bruised that he's just like a brawler, you know, but, but at this point he hasn't got any, any of his, his belts been, you know, all his supplies have been used up. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, I can't that, wait. So that, that was, that, that, that was a long winded answer for a very simple <laughs> premise, but, 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 but that's, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. We prefer it that way. So it's good. Yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> that yeah. sounds amazing. And uh, I believe part of the premise was that he is after someone in particular. Uh, are, are you revealing yet who it is he, he's after? Or do we have to wait and see on that? Um, yeah, no, sure. I think that's okay. So, yeah, he's basically sort of, he's escorting a, like a new, a new supervillain, I guess. But, um, and, and, and this supervillain sort of feeds on, on energy, uh, electrical and emotional okay. energy. Um, and... Uh, I don't think it's good giving too much away to say that that essentially uh, uh, someone uh, sabotages the convoy that the, the EMP is being carried in, and the EMP escapes, and um, that's 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 the cause of the blackout. And, and and Batman needs to get him to Blackgate, you know, before things go really really wrong. Wow, interesting. And awesome. uh, you're doing the main covers, and I think we've got uh, was it. Uh, Chang doing yeah. uh, covers and also uh, was that Lee Garbett doing covers as well? Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a cover for, for Cliff for issue one of his Catwoman which comes out in November um, and, and he's, he's repaying the favour by doing issue one for me That's awesome. and DC are doing something special where it's um, well, actually, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe this, this will be revealed later on but, but Lee's cover is a specific type of cover which 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 fits with the premise of the book and uh yeah i saw it really, was really cool. it was solicited as a blackout cover a blackout cover yeah that'll yeah. do that'll do. let's leave it leave it at that mm. for now but um yeah it's it's uh it's a really cool idea and it's really apropos that you know jock the master of black ink darkness batman is doing a blackout book that's <laughs> genius mind blown very yeah, well funny. done 
when 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 Chris the editor said we're doing sort of a blackout cover, I was like, my cover's already pretty black. Like blacker, none more black. You know, sure. black on black on black on black. Yeah, yes. that 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 was what Lee said in his tweet too. He said, "How much more black could my blackout yeah. cover be? None more black." <laughs> or if any, if everyone has seen Spinal Tap, you'll you'll understand that. <laughs> Yeah, this amazing concept, and it sounds awesome. I'm sure it's going to look amazing. Um, when does it uh, drop? It's uh, December, right? December, yeah. Issue yeah. one, December the 7th, and then it's bi-monthly after that, every two months. Oh, uh, you're making us wait two months between issues? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> but they're, double, they're double-sized issue and, and oh. issues, and uh, I'm already, like, behind. I mean, you okay. know, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it feels like it's a long way away, but it'll come around very, very quickly. So I'm very grateful for those extra months. So my apologies. But um, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, it's so that I can make it the way I, 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 you know, I, want, I want it to be. Is, we'll let it coming go out at the, uh, is it coming out at the black label format? Mm-hmm. That oversized? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm drawing it oversized. That's one of the yeah. big things, actually. I'm, I'm drawing on these new... Um, uh, yeah sort of oversized black label artboard from dc and i'm absolutely loving it to be honest it's it's quite a lot bigger than, than a regular comic page and again chris conroy the editor was like you know some people some people respond to this and other people have found it quite difficult but um for me i was sort of getting to the point where actually sort of um the little 11 by 17 pages i was finding them a little bit constricting you know i, I tend to like big marks and making you know uh you know yeah. Uh, I, I, sort of like, I, I sort of like to see the ink flying around a little bit, you know, and, and sometimes that's, you know, it's a bit dangerous. And the, this larger size lets me get, uh, you know, I, I guess what a reader would think was essentially detail, you know, but it's actually just because I'm doing it larger, I, I can get more into the page. Mm-hmm. And and um, and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm, it I, you know, I, I'm very wary of saying this kind of thing, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm putting everything I've got into it and I kind of feel like these are the best pages that I've, that I've done ever. So um, uh, at least that's what I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, it's funny. I was talking to someone about this. I, 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 I haven't written much before, but I, but I did a, a Wolverine story for Marvel, a three-part thing. And um, when I was doing that, it felt like all of my concern went on the writing side and, and the artwork was just enjoyable because like, I feel like sort of, most creative people probably have about 20% of their brain that's constantly questioning what they're doing and wondering if it should mm. be better or can you do this better or could this be improved or whatever. And I found that when I was writing, all of that concern goes on the writing. So the artwork was just really enjoyable. And I found the same with this. I'm just having an absolute blast drawing it. And and and, and, and the oversized pages, are, I'm, I'm loving having that extra room. So um, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping people dig it. It's a great well, way to view art too at that at those oversized pages. Uh, the the best thing about the black label stuff has been how how large we get to see this artwork. Uh, I remember when the first issue of Damned was coming out from Lee and and Brian. Yeah, uh, DC had sent out to shops uh, maybe a month or so before the first issue uh, a version of the first book that had no text in it. It was just the art. And having those those big pages with you know no speech bubbles or anything, that that would be hey DC maybe give us one of those for this book too. Oh well, yeah, we'll see, eh? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would be that would be that would be great. I'm I'm currently um yeah I'm writing drawing coloring and I'm currently 
toying with the idea of lettering it as well. <laughs> so, oh, wow. like, Cliff, Cliff's done that for with his books, and 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 I've been talking to Cliff a bit, you know, because we were both sort of doing a similar project, and um, I I don't think I will, but I'm but I'm currently sort of toying with the idea of of uh, you know, because then it really would be uh, uh, all mine, you know. But um, mm. yeah, and we'll that, see. That might open cool opportunities, you know, if you're doing a book where it's in the middle of a blackout and you had the opportunity to fit the words into the darkness you're drawing that yeah that's some cool well, uh, yeah, opportunities well, yeah, yeah funny enough one of the things cliff said which was the thing that made me kind of like go huh maybe maybe um is that uh, you know he said like if i do like there's a lot of convention sketches we were talking about earlier. I'll, I'll often put like the person I'm giving it to his name in in mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a in a speech balloon, and you know, and it, it's very quickly done and quite sketchy. And Cliff was just like, you know, you could you could do the speech balloons like like that. You know, that, that just looks really cool on your art. And I was like, ah, oh. you know, it kind of made me realise, you know, the possibilities. You know, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I've I've um, uh, I work with Clem Robbins a lot on, on a lot of book and books, and he's still my favourite. And and Clem's one of those letterers that when I um, when he sends me my pages back, I, I feel like with his letters on, it looks better. You know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and and that's that's um, that's a real lovely thing to to to, to get that back. So um, um, we'll see, we'll see how it ends up. Yeah, speaking on um, the fact that you love, you know, I'm very excited. We're all very excited to hear that. You're putting so much into this specific book, um, talking about how much you put of, of yourself into your work. If anyone has ever gotten a sketch from you at a convention, they can attest to. I don't know anybody else that puts this much time and effort into a sketch at a convention in person. And what I love about you is like you're so awesome. I think one of the times that you did it, you normally do it um, sometimes as like favors to the booth or you know 2008 specifically. Uh, you just wanted someone to buy something from the booth and you were signing that time. Yeah. So as long as they just get something from the booth, support 2000 AD, you'll do a sketch for them in whatever they have, you know? And so, uh, so sometimes I I will just watch. I've already gotten something or I'm just sitting there watching you sketch other people's books. And I remember um, th- there's a line of, I mean, you are taking your time on every single one of them. I love it. I will never forget. You had a guy, I think someone was getting a Batman. You're doing the Batman. It looks amazing. It's in the rain. He's on a roof. And then we think you're done. You open up a different part of like your box that you have. You get this little, this ink, you get this little dip, you take it, you dip it in and you take your wrist and you start flicking the ink mm. off your wrist onto the page. So it looks like these textured raindrops and everyone, it's like, it was like watching Gordon Ramsay cook. You just hear this, <laughs> oh, you just hear this gasp. Of, oh, it was, it was awesome, man. So yeah, it's, uh, oh, thank you. Just, just knowing that that's how much you put into a fan sketch. This is something that uh, this book means a lot to you. So I know it's going to be a treat for everyone that picks it up for sure. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it, it, it means, uh, you know, this book is everything to me right now. I, I come, it, it, it isn't lost on me, you know, the, um, uh, you know, not only the opportunity, but the responsibility as well, you know, and, and, and um, I'm, I'm absolutely putting everything I've got into it. And, uh, My mind is blown. Like, I've, you know, Jock is saying that he's, <laughs> his current work is better than the old stuff. And it's like, yeah. how do you get better than that? <laughs> so, <laughs> Stop it. 
So we were, we were, we were, funny, we were man. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm British, so I don't know how to take like too much. Like I just, I'm, I'll just go a bit quiet. Like that's okay. We we do that sometimes too. But uh, you you mentioned the uh, the personalizing, you know, where you'll put the person's name in a speech bubble. Uh, you did that in your art book for me at a con uh, a few years back, and. I didn't want to not mention it here for anyone watching on video. Yeah, Gramps has one of those art books right there. And if anyone wants to see a great collection of Jock's art, this big hardcover book, The Art of Jock, uh, it's from Insight Editions. Uh, it's a, just a great collection of his art. And you have like some of those acetate pages in there that show the process, you know, a layer on top of layer. And uh, it is still available from Insight Editions uh, at their website. And, you know, this cheap plug for us uh if you use our discount code batforce35 you can get 35 percent off jock's book there so oh, and it's there we go. all of us have this book already but if you don't you're you're missing out i picked mine up at um MondoCon when yeah. this first came out do you remember in austin texas MondoCon? yeah of course yeah yeah so did you, do you have the hardcover yes the, like the, the, the like the slipcase cover. yes i bought the yeah. the edition they had like i don't know one in 50 chance you had included an original sketch and i remember the golden ticket the golden oh, ticket it yeah. had like you know came with original drawings and all this stuff and you know you you picked it out and you took it up to jock to verify and i remember you opened it up and it didn't have the golden ticket in there and i was like oh and you were like you know what this one looks a little smudged go pick another one up and we'll see if that one has the golden <laughs> oh. ticket in there so Thank you very much. You know, you gave nice. me a second chance. I didn't win it, but I really appreciated that. And I thought that was really awesome of you. No worries. Sorry. I didn't get it. Yeah. I did, I did like five. <clears throat> they, were, they were pretty, they were like 11 by 17, you know, but a bit of airbrush yeah. full color. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get similarly that book, you know, um, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be in a position where, where I, I basically oversaw it all, you know, so all the, all the design I got approval on and everything. And, um yeah really really tried to make it as a you know the, the guys at mondo are amazing anyway and, and they make beautiful stuff so it was a real opportunity to try and make it a you know a, a, a good looking book and the, the the production quality on it i think is is, is amazing like it, it, each um every image is like spot varnished for example like that's really mm -hmm. rare for, for a book it's yeah. a very expensive thing to do but um but it really means the artwork you know it really kind of sings off, off the page so uh yeah, so 35% off, that's, that is a bargain. Yeah. You, um, and, and this book is, it. as soon as I bought this book, it became the standard for me for, for other art books. Anytime I buy another art book, I, I automatically compare it to some, uh, it, it, it doesn't have this stuff like, like the Jock book has. It doesn't, you know. So it's, it's the gold standard for art books. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, there was, um, you know, you mentioned like the, the acetate overlays and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. the, 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 there was one point where the publisher, the, the editor uh, at um, rather at uh, Insight was like, you know, we're thinking we, we might have to lose one of the acetate because there's only I think there's only four in there. It's, it's not many, but he said, I think we might have to lose one and, and only have three. And I literally said to him, like, I'll pay for it. Like, you know, oh. it's, it's, it's uh, you know, what, you know, how much is it going to cost for like, you know, just that extra? And and and, and bless him, he said, OK, yeah, you, you can have all four. So, uh, yeah. Nice. We are Jack fighting for the people again. <laughs> <laughs> Always. 
Well, I think we just lost Gramps, but I was just about to ask if uh, he wanted to hit up a, a lightning round for us. Tom, you want to run a lightning round? Let's do it. So what is uh, this? We, we do. Uh, it's just a series of quick, dumb questions just for people to, to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. I'll warn so you, there might be a lot ominous. of food talk. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, okay. It usually, yeah. usually kind of delves into food talk, but we like to start strong. Um, Jock, I'm not sure if you hit the weight room at all, but do you deadlift? And if so, how much do you believe you could deadlift? No idea. No, <laughs> I do not. I, there seems to be seems to be quite a few comic artists that like to like get in the gym. That is not me. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's there's a meme of uh, Greg Capullo, and someone had uh, like edited in a bunch of weights on the end of his pencil while he's drawing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. It's like it's keeping. T- How about um? I, you know, you guys have different uh different snacks out there. I know that there's variants, and you might not get the ones that we get. But what is your favorite type of M and M? Oh, dude, sorry, this is really out my wheelhouse. <laughs> I've got no idea. I, there's the, the peanut ones and chocolate ones. That's there all I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, pro- probably chocolate then. Okay, that's all you need. See, that's what I mean. Like you guys have, there's like, there's all different types of variants that you guys might have over there that we might not have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could have uh, a conversation with anyone alive or who has passed, who would it be? You guys. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the best answer ever. Great. <laughs> this is a great uh, answer. Here's one I like to ask: uh, What is the best advice you have ever received? professionally or personally and who gave you that advice oh man uh uh, nothing specific but um i was at a show in brazil and it was me paul pope and bill sinkevich and and we we hung out all weekend and we really we talked a lot about about this thing that we do and it was amazing and um uh uh, and Bill was just dropping, you know, just just nuggets of pure gold the the, the whole weekend. You know, Paul's one of my favourites too, um, and we had a really a really amazing time together. Um, and uh, so, sorry, I don't have anything specific, but but um, but that that weekend with those guys was was pretty special for me. Awesome. Um, what this is... is not quick fire, is it? I'm not being quick fire <laughs> at all. No, no it, it doesn't have to be quick. <laughs> we go, we, we, go we fire the... the questions quick and you can answer as you like. Yeah, the, I'm sure, you know, it, don't worry. There's been guys that uh, we've only gotten through like two questions because of uh, the answers they give us. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes and we, we, only we get talked to... about pizza for half an hour with Kelly. <laughs> <Yeah. Williams. laughs> there you go. How about that what's, one? Um, like... Oh, go ahead. What's your grab... favorite drink at the bar? Just a lager, like a. Heineken, something like that. Just a straightforward, refreshing, easy lager. No, nothing too hoppy or too oh, IPAs or too crafty. Like mm. I, I, I love that people are so into it, but that's just it's not. There's too much going on for me. I just like yeah, a yeah, me too. Cold, <laughs> crisp, refreshing lager. How about a pizza? Do you prefer if you if you like it? Do you prefer that thin crust New York style, or do you like that deep dish Chicago style? Uh, thin crust. There you go. With chilies on. Oh, there you go. All right. Okay. What is, um, what is something that maybe when you do cons, when you go over, uh, you know, maybe across the pond that, uh, you're over for a weekend, maybe a week or so that you might find yourself missing like a little comfort, uh, from back home. A cup of tea. 
I've long given up even trying to get a cup of tea in the States. No offence to, 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 to the United States of America at all. That's not what I'm saying. But I've long since given up. Uh, I, I drink a lot of tea at home. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't drink coffee, which is kind of rare, it seems. But um, yeah, tea's my thing. And, um, you know, I, I normally have a few cups before before doing anything in the morning. So, But when I come to shows, uh, forget it. Yeah, we... Uh... <laughs> We want to force, you know, uh, drugs into everything that we eat and drink. So, you know, we have to have caffeine. We have to have caffeine in our drink. You say that, but apparently there's more caffeine in, in tea than there is in coffee. But, but, but I, th- I think that I, the difference I is... I recently is... read that that, was, uh, that that was false. I've always heard the same, but I recently read oh, really? that it was actually false. Yeah. So Fake it news, might be a wife's tale thing. Fake yeah, news. There you go. <laughs> um, what is, aside from maybe your Batman stuff, uh, what would be something that fans constantly bring up or notice or know you by uh witches with scott uh, we get more questions about witches at conventions than than the batman stuff i would say it's wow. uh, yeah oh. yeah it seemed to really strike a chord with people and uh you know it, it was cool getting to work on star wars but um you know and we are doing more witches we're working on the adaptation together right now for example um but um, it, w- one of my little regrets is that we didn't keep it going at, at, at the time because I, f- I felt like it could have been could have been uh, something quite special. Okay, yeah, it, it, that could still happen. People still uh, oh, yeah, would love yeah, to see sure. that come back. Yeah, I don't think that's lessened at all. Is um, what is your favorite work of dread that you've done for 2080, and why is it this one? <laughs> that's that's my that's i mean that's look at i mean there's some freudian stuff going on in that isn't there like he's firing a missile out of his butt is that what's happening there I mean, that, that was my very that's my very first 2008 cover um uh i i might not do that design today but uh but the, the, the original of that funny enough is hanging up in duncan figredo's uh, studio he, oh, he, cool. he still has it hanging in the studio with very early on with we, we swapped uh we swapped covers and, and and he got that one off me. Oh, he's got that one. Yeah, 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 the original. Yeah, that's awesome. What is uh, your favorite piece of original art from another creator that you have? Oh man, I've got uh, I've got I've got quite a few. Um, if the place is on fire, you can only grab one. Which one are you grabbing? Yeah, the truth is actually it's uh, it's, it's not it's not from comics. It's um, there's an American illustrator called Bernie Fuchs. I don't know mm. when you guys are aware of him. He's kind of I guess you'd put him in with Bob Peake, um, uh, kind of 60s, 70s. Uh, he's he's kind of my favourite, and, and I have a pencil drawing of, of his in the house that's uh, that's kind of my favourite. But comics-wise, I've got, got an original Brian Bolland cover there, some wow. Jersey stuff here, that's Steve Dillon, Cam Kennedy, Carlos Siscaro. I've got a Mike Mignola there. I've got a Bill Sienkiewicz original from Witches that he signed to me there. Um, wow. I've got Dave McKean, Violent, Pages, uh, Violent uh, Cases page over there. I've, uh, I'm... Oh yeah, I'm looking around. There's more. There's an original <laughs> 2008 cover over there that's that's like iconic, you know, from from when I was young. And um, yeah, well, I, I, I love I love getting original art, and and I love um, uh, being able to swap it. You know, now like the currency is is the artwork. You know, that's that, awesome. That, that's 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 a really lovely thing. I've got a big Bob Peake painting there that I love too. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got a few. Well, the the, the next time I see you uh, at a con, I'm going to scribble a happy face on the napkin, and we'll do an art swap there. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. 
do it like the football players. Like Robin, just take your shirt off, you take your jersey off, you give that to Jock, and then Jock will give you whatever he's got. There we go. Sketched up. So. If, 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 he, if he does that, I'll give him my Joker underwear that I'll have. On. <laughs> oh, oh, underwear swap even better. <laughs> on the con floor. That was that's another one. I'm gonna what get is, kicked out again. <laughs> again. What is the? Uh, we won't talk about that. A couple years ago. No. Um, what is the strangest or funniest place you've seen your art on merchandise? Uh, it's it's got to be that that Joker. I mean, it's um, it's on it's literally on everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And and when it, yeah, when it's on like kids stuff, I find that a bit odd. You know, that that's that's a bit strange because yeah. again, like like just what I said earlier. Hope, hopefully, you know, it works on on a, as as a comic cover, but it's it looks really weird as like a fleecy blanket. You know, it's it's kind of um is there anything more interesting than that um yeah I, I don't know i've kind of you know been lucky there's a lot of my stuff has been put on t-shirts and stuff now but um yeah nothing specific springs to mind that's uh that's particularly odd mm. yeah my, my favorite seen... thing for that joker image is the uh the comic boxes oh yeah cool yeah, yeah. i've got I've got one of those yeah. of those oh yeah that, that works quite well doesn't it yeah thanks yeah. it's kind of you know I, I say that with confidence by the way i'm i'm, I'm so self-critical <laughs> like with, with, with 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 a joker cover like I, clearly it works so i so i can see it a little bit more obje- objectively because it was done so long ago as well but yeah yeah they sent me some of those boxes and yeah they, they look quite cool thank you yeah. i haven't seen a, a grim knight on like a kid's lunchbox yet but uh, <laughs> you know, i can see why maybe it wouldn't be uh it would be an odd translation but yeah that stuff's awesome but um robin i think what's the the normal what's the question that we normally ask them to leave for somebody else oh yeah uh well do we want to give him one so what what we often do is uh give guests the opportunity to leave their own lightning round question for future guests so even if you take a minute uh, maybe we can throw one of the uh past ones at you uh who whose question do we want to throw at him here was it Uh, um i loved was it brad anderson that, oh, the uh, the dog one. Yeah. Let's <laughs> ask Jock that, that one. one. Okay, go. I I don't remember it exactly. So Brad Anderson, and we kind of got a very scientific answer. But Brad Anderson uh, asked one time, when you take your dog for a walk and you take the little plastic bag to clean up after your dog, when you pick up the poop, because you can feel the heat, are you really touching the poop, or is it not really touching your hand because of the plastic bag? Well, that's segues nicely into when i learned that um when you smell something you're actually smelling particles of of the actual thing so if you smell poop you are actually there's little bits uh, of poop in, inhaling in so so that seems to tie in fairly well so i'd say yes i'd i'd say i'd say definitely all right and um what's the question that you want to leave for maybe a future creator to answer something for them to ponder oh, um uh what's their favorite curry oh favorite curry cool all right yeah that, okay. that'll be an easy one to to remember from for who's next and this is completely unrelated i'm just out of my own curiosity does your schedule allow you time to read comics anymore and if so <laughs> is there anything that you would recommend uh people check out if they aren't i i, I feel incredibly guilty i bet i barely read any comics i, yeah, I, I, I uh, figured you, you have to be pretty busy with uh well and as well all, all, 
all my time making them. You know, when it's my time off, um, I don't necessarily. Well, that's that's not true. I, mean, I, 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 I pick stuff up, stuff up to 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 look at. You know, if it's an artist that I enjoy or whatever, I tend to kind of you know look over it rather than dig into the reading. Um, so no, you know, I, I get everything DC do on my iPad, and each each Tuesday I, I do sort of keep an eye and download some stuff and. Mm-hmm read a couple of bits but yeah the truth is i, I, I don't have uh, I've, there's not a whole lot that i've uh, been reading and not a whole lot i can recommend i'm sure there's some amazing stuff out there what about you guys what are you reading at the minute uh, uh well, because we've talked so many we've referenced so many times uh both bill sinkevich and dave mckean the there's a current artist that always comes to my mind now when i think of them because to me his art looks like it's somewhere in between the two of those uh, you know, he, they might, they may not be an inspiration for him at all, but they're what I think of when I see his work. Uh, his name is Martin Simmons, and he's doing Department of Truth right now with James Tyne. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. That, yeah, that stuff seen... is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've not read it. I've got actually. Um, uh, oh no, it's not James Tyne. I'm thinking of Ram V actually there. But um, I've, I've seen um, I've seen some of that stuff on Twitter. Yeah, and it's yeah. quite sort of painterly, right? Lots of yeah. texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll check it out. Uh, they're about to drop the uh, Batman '89 comic uh, mm-hmm. by uh, by um, what Joe Quinones, Joe Quinones, and uh, uh, Sam Ham, who's doing the the uh, the story, who did sure. the uh, screenplay for the original two films. So that's something that I'm looking forward to big time. Really, really cool. And then Jerry uh, um, Ordway is doing um, uh, variants for that as well. Oh, great. Did, did he do the painted cover of the movie adaptation? Yes, he did. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. He did four different versions, two for the first one, two for the second one. So, yeah, the fact that he's doing variant covers for this, this I hope he does one for every issue. Yeah. That would be amazing. So that's just yeah, an that's, absolute treat. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that coming, actually. I am quite. That's probably one that I will read because it's, yeah, I mean, how can you not? Like Sam yeah. Ham, 89 was the time when I was buying stuff you know and, and and i remember uh picking up that adaptation at the time so it'd be lovely to revisit that world yeah just a nice little treat for the fans i would say for sure yeah right. how about you grumps uh nothing at the moment to be honest i'm on a little hiatus oh, yeah. um he's called the i've grumps been buying digital <laughs> <laughs> no i've been buying digital for uh for uh since october yeah and uh it's just you know, you don't have that, I don't know, that weekly, uh, you know, when I was working in the, in the office, I would go walk to the to the shop on a Wednesday during lunch or whatever. Now it's kind of, you know, uh, a lot of us have lost track of time. So Yeah, well, <laughs> you, 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 you live in a place that was particularly uh, difficult to to go out and live life, right? During, during yeah. the pandemic, New York was uh, yeah. hit pretty bad. It was yeah. So um, I'm behind like three weeks on my digital books. I gotta, you know, I gotta go to the to the comicsology shop. I guess. Well, uh, one thing that I know we will all be reading is Batman One Dark Knight come uh, December. We're Thanks, all going guys. To, to eagerly look forward to that until then. And you know, maybe once uh, the book is out and people are reading it, maybe uh, maybe we can get you back to you know when you're able to talk about more stuff uh more more detail on it yeah i'd love that yeah thanks so much for having me on it's been it's been a lot of fun speaking to you all uh, our pleasure Thank you for, for coming sure. we, we we've always wanted to we've always wanted the opportunity to do this with you yeah 
we're checking one of our boxes off with you right now, Jock, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Big time. Thanks so much. Thank you. But uh, yeah, thanks again for taking the time to do this. We're all really looking forward to the book. And thanks for everything else that you've given us over the years. Uh, uh, very much a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. And thanks, thanks for your support. It's, it's, it's very much appreciated. So uh, uh, right back at you. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, I, it looks like you're going to get back to work. Uh, anyone who's just hearing the audio version hasn't been able to pick up on this, but I can see the ink on your hand. So you're probably oh, yeah. in the midst of, of work <laughs> there. But we, yeah, we thank you for it, taking the time away. No worries. Yeah, I've had quite a productive day, actually. I've, I've, um, the, sorry to keep you a bit longer. But like, so, so, these, so these bigger pages have been just taking so much longer. Yeah. But, but I'm starting to get, get my rhythm and my pace on now. And I've, I've inked a whole page today. Um, and I've got another one penciled. So I might go and make a, make a start on that. There you go. Awesome. Maybe we'll get to see those online soon. Some, uh, some pieces. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Really appreciate it. Cheers, thank guys. You. Thank you. Thanks Have a good night. Jack. Take care. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will uh, see you next time.